I'm just done. Hi, everyone. Hello, folks. Welcome to another exciting, intriguing, flabbergasting, mystifying, wild, upsetting, upsetting, negative, upsetting episode of I'm Horrified. I'm Horrified, episode 32. I'm your host, Allie Rayner. And I'm Sam Buntage, also a host. Yeah, we introduce ourselves about 30% of the time. I would say we're improving. We're getting better. I think we're gonna like, get there. The first few episodes, I didn't say anyone's names. We're just like we're starting, <laughs> but now we're here. We we're, are. We're better about it. I think. Um, this has been a terrible week. We're yeah. both exhausted. <laughs> we're just exhausted. Yeah, it's been hard. Um, yeah, it's been a week, but now you know we're comfy. We both just had a snack. Mm-hmm. We talking, both had some pie that Becky made. Yes, talking about tattoos mm-hmm. and and deep breathing. And yeah, we're getting centered. We're talking about things that aren't news. Yeah. Um, but now we're gonna talk about two terrible things. So, yeah, this was a bad move on our part. Yeah, I think. <laughs> we should have just taken the day off, but we won't. We, we won't do it. We cannot. Uh, Sam, what are you gonna talk about today? I'm gonna talk about nightmare bacteria. That sounds horrible. It is. Um, I'm going to talk about reborn babies. I'm really interested in this because you told me that you wrote just a novel on this. I wrote a novel on this. And well, I mean, I wrote a novel for a shorter segment. Like, I'm yeah. doing the second segment today, so I figured it would just be like, oh, isn't this a thing weird? That. And now it's like, wow, there's so much. Yeah, because that's the thing. To me, this phenomenon is like a pre- like a paragraph. Like, isn't this wild? Period. Yep. And But it, clearly there's more. There's more. There's more to it. Um, but I have no idea what nightmare bacteria even is, so, uh, why don't you just serenade me with your knowledge? Absolutely. This was suggested to me by, uh, one of the HR employees at my job, so thanks, Michael. Shout out. Shout out to Michael. Um, and I'm gonna say something to you that I kind of mean. I don't really mean it, but I kind of mean it. I don't know if you want to hear about this. (laughs) Your (laughs) eyes look very genuine. Because I... I've talked before a lot about humanity is going to lead to its own extinction. Right. Um, but, like, this is the guy, you know? Right. This is what, this is, this is it. Yeah. So just, I am being almost sincere right now. And, like, we speak a lot in hyperbole of, like, oh, let me leave. (laughs) If you think. (laughs) If this is too much. If you would rather not know this. I could conceivably talk to this mic. Yeah, we very rarely give each other content warnings. (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to have to edit it anyways. So let's just do it. Let's just do this. All right, let's get fucked up. (laughs) Woo! So as often happens when we do these science-based stories, Mm -hmm. we have to start at the very beginning. Of time. Yeah, pretty much. To fully understand everything. So before we can learn about nightmare bacteria, we're going to learn... Dream bacteria. Just plain old bacteria. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> right, fine. Neither a sweet dream nor a beautiful nightmare. All right, that's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I don't want to wake up with nightmare bacteria. Mm. So what is bacteria? <laughs> bad. Germs. Well, actually, sometimes yeah. po- Sometimes good. Sometimes I know there's fine. good germs, bad germs. Yeah. I knew that. So bacteria are basically like microscopic single cell organisms that thrive in many, many environments, such as in like soil in the ocean, and inside the human gut. Yeah, so humans' um, relationship with bacteria is complex, because some bacteria does, like, perfectly fine, helpful stuff, like curdling milk into yogurt. That's good bacteria. Some bacteria aids with your digestion, so you actually kind of want it. Love it. Digest the yogurt. Right? Sometimes bacteria just sits there. 
Same. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine. But other times, bacteria can be destructive, and it causes diseases like pneumonia or MRSA, which are both mm. bad. So it's a complicated thing. Generally, we don't want much of it, but some of it's fine, and some of it's good. I feel that way about, like, reality television. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So an important thing to note now about bacteria is how they reproduce. Uh, they don't fuck, unfortunately. I know my segments, Damn it. for some reason, we, I talk a lot about fucking. I talk a lot about murder. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why don't, like, those death, two mass interests. Death. <laughs> we, got, we got a little bit of both. A little something for everybody out there. Hey. So bacteria, they're single-celled, and they use binary fission, which basically means that all the genetic matter in the cell duplicates, and then it splits in half to create two daughter cells from the mother cell which are genetically identical to each other and to their original mother. I'm having ninth grade bio flashbacks. Yes. Keep, keep going. Absolutely. So that's not to say that bacteria can't adapt and change. In theory, you'd be like, great, so it's like, this is a bacteria, here's two of those same bacterias, now we're at four of the same bacteria, like it would never change. But they've adapted to use something called horizontal gene transfer. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically what that means is that they can pull... DNA from their environment or from other nearby bacteria and incorporate it into their daughters. Okay. So bacteria does have the ability to... So like kind of like evolution? Yeah. Like they can evolve, a they bit. can change a little bit. That's going to be important later. Mm-hmm. Just laying that down. So bacteria, it's complicated, but luckily humanity has invented antibiotics. Yeah, Yay. that's true. Great news, right? So the first antibiotic, penicillin was invented basically by accident in the 20s by Alexander Fleming. Bless. And ever since then, we've used it. It's been great. Antibiotics work by affecting things in bacterial cells that human cells don't have. So, like, the big example is that human cells don't have cell walls, but many types of bacteria do have cell walls. So penicillin keeps bacteria from building cell walls, which means that your human cells are fine with that. But bacteria cells in your body die. Helpful. Great. Great news. And that's just one example. There are tons of antibiotics that attack different bits of bacteria, and they keep us safe. Humanity has finally conquered disease. We are all going to live forever. Yeah. (sighs) Just to, like, say something like that with confidence felt so good for, like, one minute. All right. We can get back to real life. Nightmare bacteria. (laughs) Ah. Scared of it. All good things must come to an end. And that includes humanity being able to rely on antibiotics. Wait, what? So the Center for Disease Control has reported an increase in superbug bacteria that is resistant to nearly all antibiotics. Antibiotics don't work on them. This strand of bacteria has been referred to as nightmare bacteria because they are a fucking nightmare. No. Like, I don't like it. That's all there is to it. The fact that they exist is a full nightmare. Oh my god. I thought it was going to have to do with something like you sleep and then the bacteria show up. No, no, no. They're just a fucking nightmare. Oh god. (laughs) So, these fuckers work because they have acquired the ability to produce enzymes that work against most antibiotics. Bacteria naturally have some of these enzymes because they like to fight other bacteria. Mm Mm-hmm like a bacteria gladiatorial ring. Love it. Right? But we've been fucking up bacteria with our antibiotics for quite a while now, so they have been natural selectioning these enzymes in bigger and stronger doses using that method of adapting that I was talking about earlier. 
This means that people who get these can be on the strongest antibiotics for a super long time. It doesn't necessarily kill the bad bacteria, but it kills all the good bacteria in your body. It kind of sucks. No. Humanity has, of course, only assisted in our own destruction. Naturally. Um, We've been over-prescribing antibiotics literally since the moment we invented them. As soon as they existed, they were like, great, so just pass them out. Give me them. Just starburst these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put them out. (laughs) Dentist's offices. Like a bowl of M&Ms. That's very true. I've been on antibiotics probably five different times in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I mean, that's a lot. Like, it's it's a lot to do to your body. And if you have bad bacteria in your body, it's good to get rid of it. That's true. But it is If you need it, you need it. But if you don't need it, it's not great to just take it for no reason. Yeah. And specifically, a big part of what we've been doing that is bad is we give them in a preventative capacity to animals, like farm animals. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, like, instead of them being sick, we just, like, start giving them to our animals because because of money. We want to raise, like, the most healthy animals the easiest way we can. But instead of eradicating all the bacteria, the bacteria in these animals just gets forced to become super strong because these animals are on it their whole lives, basically. And then it migrates into the environment and into us idiot humans. Oy. So this is what I'm kind of like, remember the super intelligence episode? This and is I like was a like, beginning of a plague. Like, yeah. this is like exactly how iRobot started or yeah, something right? like that. I was like, oh, super intelligence. That's definitely going to be the man-made thing that kills us. I got to say, it really might be nightmare bacteria. Yeah, this might come first. Um, here's a, a horrifying statistic. Nightmare bacteria can kill about 50% of the people it affects. So it's a 50% mortality rate. Yes. In a lot of places, it's better than that. Like, in in a super clean, good American hospital where only one person has gotten it. Okay, so that's not... Oh, wait, but... But... Where is it? (laughs) Oh, it's it's everywhere. It's on the rise. No. So the first time we had nightmare bacteria in the U.S., it was 2002. And well, that that's was a like, long time ago, and it's not a problem. Yeah, well, yet. so that was, like, one person in one hospital in America in 2002 had it. Whatever. Sorry, bud. Now it's been found in 5% of all hospitals and 18% of long-term care facilities. But I... And it's like, those numbers aren't that high, but then you think of the 50% kill rate, and you're like, <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I don't... Well, what are people doing? Like, what it... I'm going to kind Did of get there. we fix it yet? No. So the thing I'm going to have to tell is you is this. Is it fixed? Like, if... All right. I'll tell you this now. <laughs> We're both, like, the anxiety in this room... <laughs> I know. ...is truly, like, increasing. So most nightmare bacterias, not all, most of them you can kill if you use the biggest, strongest, weirdest, longest-term antibiotics. Okay. But, much like the teeny normal antibiotics used to work, eventually the biggest, strongest antibiotics won't work anymore. And then what happens? I'll, I'll get to it. I promise I'll get to it. <laughs> get to it! I want it to be over! So, um, <laughs> let's talk about some cases where nightmare bacteria has raised its ugly little head. Do it. Like, you're already freaking out. I haven't even told you. I'm freaking out. I don't even really know what it is. <laughs> it's just bacteria you can't kill. 
I gotta be honest. I feel with like you. it's gotta be more complicated than that. Like <laughs> you've told me everything I need to know, and I'm like, there's gotta be more, <laughs> but there's no more. I know, I know. So, um, recently, a Los Angeles hospital announced that more than 100 patients treated there had been exposed to CRE, which is a bacteria that is resistant to antibiotics, a nightmare bacteria. The bacteria appeared to have contaminated a piece of medical equipment used at the facility called an endoscope, which is a flexible tube that doctors use to view the digestive tract. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. (laughs) Yes, it sure is. Um, So several patients at the hospital were infected with this nightmare bacteria after they underwent an endoscopy with this device. And even though endoscopies are considered, like, the most lowest risk of procedures. Yeah, I've had, like, two of them. Yeah. Two people died from their endoscopy. What? What? Yeah. This reminds me of, there was an episode of Real Housewives of, I think, Orange County, Mm -hmm. and one of them brought their dog to get its teeth cleaned (laughs) at the vet, and then they brought him out in a body bag. (gasps) He had died. What? (laughs) And she was like, what? And now, like, my mom told me that story, (laughs) and she, every time she takes back to the groomers, is like, please be careful with him. How did they kill this woman's dog? I think it was the, they put him under. Oh my god. I mean, that's true. Like, anytime you go under, anytime you go under in aesthetic, it's dangerous. Yeah, Like, it it just is dangerous. I think even if you get, like, an endoscopy or a colonoscopy, like, they don't put you under. Like, they give you some laughing gas or something. Yeah, you're a little whacked out, but you're awake. But, uh, oh, I hate this. But yeah, it's super horrifying to me that, like, people went in for an endoscopy, the hospital didn't realize that this endoscope had nightmare bacteria on it. And two people fucking died from this procedure that never should have been a risk. I can't. And that's in a hospital where they're clean. Then there's super gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing and it's not funny. I bet it kills people. (laughs) Um, It is what it it sounds like. Yeah, no need to explain. (laughs) It is a strain of the STI gonorrhea that is completely drug resistant. So you just have it forever? Yeah. Hi. So scientists had been kind of predicting that this would happen because the clap was becoming harder and harder to get rid of. Um, And they were blaming that on the fact that doctors were prescribing, like, older versions of antibiotics that weren't as strong. So, like, the clap in your system would just see this, like, old version of of this antibiotic. And it was like, like, imagine an obstacle course. Like, it just makes you stronger. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, that's what these antibiotics were doing for the clap. Um, And in March of 2018, the first case of super clap was confirmed. So this clap, like, you can't get rid of it. You have this gonorrhea forever. Clap on, no clap off. (laughs) Yeah. God help us all. I'm scared now. Also, there's whatever's going on in surfers' butts. What? Wait, what? The University of Exeter found that regular surfers and bodyboarders are four times as likely as normal beachgoers to harbor bacteria with high likelihoods of antibiotic resistance. Nightmare bacteria. So this is because surfers typically swallow ten times more seawater than just people who are hanging out around the ocean. And apparently the ocean is just an amazing place for nightmare bacteria to grow. Obviously. That's the the one thing I'm not surprised by. (laughs) So they called this study the beach bum study, which is hilarious. But they swabbed 300 participants and they found that 9% harbored drug-resistant E. coli in their systems, and then that compares to just 3% of non-surfers who had that drug-resistant E. coli. 
And E. coli is pretty chill as far as bacteria goes. Yeah, it just, like, really upsets your stomach, Yeah, it? kind of, like, it can, it can live passively in your stomach, and then when it does rear up its head, like, you just have diarrhea, and then it's kind of done. You know what, I'll take it, of all the things you've described. Exactly, but that being said, I still don't want a drug-resistant version of it in me. Agreed. I'd rather it wasn't there. Uh, this is a problem that is most likely going to get worse before it gets better. According to a new study by the Review on Antimicrobial Resistance, nightmare bacteria could cripple global health infrastructure and kill more people than cancer does by 2050. I'm, like, tuning out. Like, I just am too, like, that's not true. It's true. So, like, cancer currently kills about 8.2 million people per year, and they're estimating that nightmare bacteria will kill 10 million people a year by 2050. Will we be dead by then? No. No, we won't. I'm <laughs> trying to think. No, we'll be like 60 years yeah, old. Yeah, you'll be alive. <laughs> you can't get out of this that oh. easy. Um, according- That's like when I was a little kid, um, somebody explained like how black holes work. And they're like, well, everyone becomes a black hole eventually. And that really upset me. Oh. Like, I remember being really upset at the idea of like the world just being sucked into nothingness. And they're like, oh, but you'll be, you'll be so dead. Like everyone you know will be dead. <laughs> yep. Like everyone they know will be dead. It's fine. And that was pretty calming. Yeah. <laughs> like I was totally like, oh, I'll be, I'll be dead. So, yeah. so that's nice. It won't be a big deal at all. <laughs> But yeah, so according to this report, these infections could cost the global economy more than $100 trillion, and they're just going to ravage the population. But that money's for the wall, Sam. (laughs) I'm confused. Uh, This is not good. It is actually (laughs) very bad. That's horrible. I'm laughing because that's just horrible. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. I just hope you're wrong. Like, I hope you and all of the science and research that you did, which is accurate, is incorrect. I was going to say, you say that you hope I'm wrong as if I just came up with this. Yeah. (laughs) I hope you, Sam Buntage, are tricking me (laughs) and all of us. And no. this is false. I'm going to send you some articles you're going to tweet out later. Yeah, I'm going to ask this podcast will kill you if she's right. <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. I'm not a disease expert. But all the people you're quoting are. Yeah. So. I read some things from LiveScience.com. Oh, so. they're reputable. Yeah. I hate it. Yes. Maybe they're liars. But there are a few steps our world government could take to prevent this extinction event. Oh, I bet they won't. But tell me what they are. That's the hard thing is I feel like they're not going yeah. to either. Number one, stop pumping animals full of antibiotics. Because again, like you are just creating an obstacle course for the bacteria to get stronger. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like a tough mutter. It's like telling them what's ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, Number two, improve public sanitation. Doing things like cleaning up the water supply means that less people need antibiotics in the first place. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the bacteria is not learning how to fight the antibiotics. Right. So it's like showing our hand every time we give somebody biotics. Exactly, right? Biotics? Antibiotics. antibiotics. <laughs> every time we give somebody biotechnology, <laughs> we are letting the diseases win. So true. This statistic amazed me. So if you could improve sanitation in the four most populous countries in the world, and those are India, Nigeria, Indonesia, and Brazil, you could cut the 500 million courses of antibiotics they use per year by 60%. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, just, like, by improving public sanitation. Which we should do anyways. Yeah, which we should just do because it's humane. But, oh. So, like, great. Um, And then number three. Put just so much research money into finding alternate treatments for bacteria. 
So like you said earlier, you were like, oh, the antibiotics work, don't work anymore. Like, what else can we use? There is nothing. <laughs> I don't like your tone. <laughs> antibiotics are all we got. <laughs> But and with that, we made those in 19 what? 20? 20. 1928, So we're due for another one. Yeah. Somebody will come up with it. The problem is that pharmaceutical companies have no incentive to research these because it is really expensive to research stuff, but uh, it makes you a lot of money if you just keep selling the antibiotics you already have. We're going to talk about Big Pharma at some point. I know. Um, the authors of this study that was finding all this horrifying stuff uh, recommended that world governments pump, like, $800 million towards researching new treatments for mm-hmm. bacteria. And, frankly, I agree with them. Agreed. Right? Yep. <laughs> yes. Because, like, pharmaceutical companies are not going to do it just to save the world. Like, they're just no, not. No, of course not. They'd yeah. rather die on their piles of money. Same. Um, so, like, all is not lost, but it is nearly lost. And everyone, uh, stay healthy out there. I'm horrified. Wash your hands, dear God. I'm scared. Um, why did you tell me all of that? I offered at the beginning of this episode, I said, I don't know that you want to know this. All right. We're probably not going to post this. We're just going to post my half of this episode. I'm being censored for the good of mankind. You're fired. Get out of here. We're still going to live together, but I'll record this podcast alone. Um, would you rather die from a robot apocalypse or nightmare bacteria? Um, good question. It's gonna be one of them. It is gonna be one of them, I agree. Or global warming, or climate change, with that guy. I think maybe, uh, I think, I think nightmare bacteria because I don't like robots, but I feel like I am enough of a follower that I could live... (laughs) harmoniously amongst them as their servant. Absolutely, wow. And, like, I wouldn't get in their way, and mm-hmm. I would just, you know, and, like, if they took me out, it wouldn't be in a <laughs> in a mean way. No, yeah, so, like, if they took, like, I would I would live harmoniously amongst them. Uh-huh. So if they took me out, I it would be violent. Like, they would, it would oh. be because they're murdering everyone, and okay. I'd see it coming and all that kind of stuff. Um. But the nightmare bacteria, I feel like I'd just be sick, and then I'd die, and oh, so sad. But, like, I would not want to live in, like, a plague. Mm. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. So I'd rather be out. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be... We have both gone on the record and say that we want to be patient zero and patient one in a zombie apocalypse. I think, yeah, I mean, I've said this before. It's like, anytime anything global's going down, like, I'm just... Like, throwing myself against a door until it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just not sticking around for any of it. Yeah. We weren't built to, like, be survivalists. No. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just done. If the world's coming to an end, so am I. I'm yeah. not gonna be, like, you know... Humanity must continue. <laughs> I'm not gonna be, like, what's-his-face? Who's always in those action movies? Will Smith? Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. Yeah, either of them. <laughs> I'm not gonna be them, like, running, outrunning the rope zombies. Yes. You know. No. I'm out. I'm out. Absolutely. I'm the tertiary character who gets killed right away. Mm-hmm. I like I to think I'm, that. like, the protagonist wife, the protagonist's wife who's out immediately. Yeah. I get fridged and, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they're, like, fighting to restore my memory. Yeah. They can save our child and I'm yeah. just already dead. <laughs> That's fine with they me. They can live. I'm, t- I'm fine with it. <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, just the inevitable end of mankind. Good. I'm sorry I researched this, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we all know about this now. <laughs> I was already a little bit of a hypochondriac, and, like, that's not about to improve. Yeah. Go get some Purell. Yeah. 
so now I get to talk about my thing, which feels very okay in comparison. Yeah, I thought this would be a good combo. This uh, is a good combo. Because your thing can't get nightmare bacteria. Well, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, clutching your pearls horrifying. Yeah. It's just odd. Yeah. (laughs) And I needed to talk to you guys about it, because I don't know how I feel. You've been on a tear with these for maybe a week or two now. Well, this is what happened. I find one, so, like, I've alluded to many times before how much time I spend on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, like, the way that many people veg out in front of, like, television, that's Mm -hmm. what I do with YouTube. So, I just, like, I have it on when I'm getting ready, I have it on in the morning, like, I have it on when I'm going to sleep, and so, you know, something that people don't know necessarily is how many communities there are on YouTube. Like, people Mm. think of YouTubers as a community, but it's more than that. Like, there are so many sub-communities and, like, sub-sub-communities of content creators and specific forms of content that exist in, like, the video YouTube medium Mm -hmm. online. In a way that I think, because of the comment forms and the sort of direct address, is different than any other form of social media. It's a content platform. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, whether it's beauty bloggers or vloggers or, like, the hellscape of, like, Logan and Jake Paul... Um, and then even things like John and Hank Green's, like, various shows and, like, their Mm -hmm. people, like, their posse, like, there are these pockets of all of that, you know, like, all of that kind of stuff exists. So sometimes, you know, when you're traipsing around YouTube and you're watching the content that you like, you will stumble upon a video that you didn't ask for. No. And then you stumble upon, like, a thing. Yeah. And it's, like, a whole community, and you realize, like, once you click over to that video, there's, like, a thousand videos underneath it, and you're like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this is a total thing. What did I get myself into? Where am I? It's, like, when I started finding those people who are eating entire cakes. Mm. And then I found, like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a form of ASMR. And then ASMR, I watch those now. Yeah. I love those. I watch those all the time. Have um, you ever seen the girl and she Not just, the like, eating ones, but they're all, they're everywhere. Yeah, the whispery ones. Have you seen the girl and she just, like, presses her face into bread? I have seen <laughs> it. I think that's part of it. Um, she was on, like, a commercial once. Was she? She was on, like, an actual commercial. Good for her. Amazing. Um, but it's just, like, a window for you people living, like, living your nice real lives in the real world. (laughs) This is out there. Um, but yeah, no, I had no idea what the fuck I was in for until I clicked on one video, which leads to, like I said, thousands surrounding the topic of reborn babies. So what is a reborn baby? Reborn babies. I don't want to know. You don't want to know? You gotta tell me. You can, I give me give you the same choice. No, I need to, I can't protect myself from knowledge. <laughs> Just like I can't protect myself from nightmare bacteria. It's like, you're you the, can't protect yourself from this either. No, you're the snake in the Garden of Eden and I'm Eve and I have to bite this apple. I want apple. that apple. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to tell you. Tell me. Reborn babies or reborn dolls, also known as lifelike dolls, there's lots of different names, mm-hmm. are hyper-realistic manufactured dolls that have been painted or modified to resemble a human baby. They're customizable and, quite frankly, artisan creations that can take days or weeks of painstaking attention to detail to bring to, and I have this in quotations, life. (laughs) Um, However, they clearly do a good job because they are so realistic that there have been incidences of police officers breaking into cars to try to save infants (laughs) 
and then finding out that they're dolls. So that is how lifelike these things look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to break down this process. There's just a lot here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to break this down into the creation and collecting of these dolls first, and then we're going to talk about the social elements after. Because I can't talk about the social elements yet. Oh, God. Um, so, first off, you can either reborn or newborn a doll. So, reborning is when you take a manufactured doll, like just a baby doll or a collectible doll, and you strip it down and you, like, use it as a base to create this lifelike doll and you paint over it. Okay, good. And newborning... I was worried about something th- else. <laughs> there's nothing that's... Sca- like, there's honestly <laughs> nothing that's... Sca- it's not they're, like... They're not taking babies and dipping them in wax. Like. I knew that. I was worried it was something like, here's a picture of my baby, like, make it be a baby forever. And okay, then, like, I might need to back up. No! <laughs> <laughs> you, you buried the lead a little bit here because that absolutely does happen. No! Um, I was so relieved. So, <laughs> alright, maybe it is scarier than I'm making it out to be. So then, the, the newborning thing is when... This the, the newborning is something that's sprouted from the reborning mm-hmm. movement, and that's when you create your own doll pieces, like, from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you sculpt them, and then those can be used to be painted and made into more lifelike dolls. So, like, as reborn babies have become more and more popular, people are making tons of money doing this, and they're creating their own kits, as they're mm. called, for people to create their own babies or dolls. I never know what word to use. So... The thing you're scared of is true. No. Oftentimes, the dolls are painted to replicate an actual baby from a photograph, but not always. Many, many layers, like as many as like 30 layers of paint are used to create lifelike skin with signs of life such as rosy cheeks and even veins that you can see. Doll pieces are baked in the oven to set the paint as well as drilled and sculpted to achieve a less manufactured look, which like... That's all well and fine. That's how you create an object. But then when you think about it becoming, like, an exact, like, extremely yeah. like baby and thinking about putting it in an oven, I'm like, all right, that freaks me out a little bit. Let me pop this baby um, leg in the oven and then we'll be ready done. to go. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, if you're one of those artisans and, like, your husband comes home and is like, oh, what's for dinner? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but so things like tiny fingernails, like, little wrinkles in their hands oh, and feet. Like, Ooh. every little detail is created over hours of work. Like, I can't stress that enough how much time these things take. Hair is either applied by using a wig or more commonly it's rooted into the scalp of the doll and um, that means that it's like plugged individually. Mm -hmm. Micro-rooting refers to plugging individual strands of hair into the scalp of the doll. Which like imagine how much time that takes. Holy shit. They can come with silicone attachments, a beating electronic heart, (gasps) magnetization for pacifiers, umbilical cords, voice boxes. Umbilical cords? Anything you could imagine that would keep you from believing this is an actual baby. Someone has found a solution. Like, (laughs) anything you can imagine. So, in terms of collecting these dolls, there is often kind of a fine line between the artist and the collector, because oftentimes the artists are enthusiasts as well. Mm -hmm. But again, not always. So, like I said, you can order kits or completed dolls to be mailed to you, and I'm going to get into the process of receiving a reborn doll a little bit later in the social element, but it's a lot. (laughs) These dolls can run on eBay from under $100, like $30 or $50, to literally thousands of dollars. 
listings for these dolls are as extensive as like a priceless vintage car would be. There's information about materials, characteristics, customization, accessories, you know, who the creator is, and then even things like personality and temperament, which, okay. It's a doll though. And this is all part of the purchasing and buying process. So I'm going to read you a description from a listing that I found on eBay. Uh, and the doll is listed for $325. Oh my god, we should buy So it. I, <laughs> I will not have that in my house. <laughs> so this baby girl has chubby cheeks and legs. She has a beautiful medium skin tone and medium modeling, veining, and blushing. Modeling is like what you look like when you're like a newborn baby. Mm. So like that bluish tint. Interesting. She has light blonde, hand-painted eyebrows. She's a bald baby with a pretty shaped head. She has a twin with open eyes that you can check out if you prefer open-eyed babies. So some of the eyes are closed, some are open. Her eyelashes are hand-rooted and sealed. I don't know what that means. Her nostrils are open for a more realistic appearance, and her mouth is magnetized for her pacifier. She has full arms and full legs with a soft, doe suede body that is weighted with fine glass beads and filled with polyfill. So that's another thing that I didn't mention. They'll weight the babies, their bodies and their heads, so it actually feels like a baby when you hold it. Interesting. Like, every little detail. Oh my gosh. Um... Her fingernails and toenails are tipped and sealed. All the layers of Genesis heat set paints are sealed with a final sealing and texturing coat. This baby is weighted to feel like a newborn baby when you hold her, so her head will need to be supported. She wears zero to three month size clothing, and she can also wear some three month size. She also makes an adorable baby boy. She will come with her own birth certificate. The beautiful outfit she's wearing, matching headbands, pacifiers, and extras will be included. I find it really interesting that they were like, she could also be a boy, because it is a doll. Well, that's something but... that, and I'll get, a, I'll get to this a little bit later, like, it's a crazy, like, whiplash between this is an actual baby, and, mm-hmm. like, this is clearly a doll. Like, some yeah. of the videos that I was watching, they'd be like, you know, like, oh, her head came off in the shipping, and I was like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? And then, and then later on... Like, she'd be like, oh, well, I'm gonna change her out of this outfit, because, like, it's a little too warm for her. And I'm like, but... Her head came off in the shipping. Yeah, but, like, it's... And it's, like, I, I'm not kind of... I'm, like, I don't know I don't know what to make of that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's pretty detailed. Basically, anything you want, you can get. And even a bunch of things you don't want. <laughs> um, you can get animal reborns, which are baby animals that also kind of look like hyper-realistic humans. I don't... I can't. I can't even get into that. Um, you can get Harry Potter-themed reborns, <gasps> including Baby Harry, but also Baby Snape and Baby Voldemort. I would be interested in Baby Voldemort. <laughs> I've seen a picture of it. Why don't we buy that for us? Uh, I'll show it to you after. That's hilarious. We'll post it on Twitter. Does Baby Snape have the hair, though? I would need him a to little have a bit full... Of it. No, no, no. Not I would need him thing. to have a full bob. <laughs> well, you can work with an artist to do that for you. <laughs> you can get Avatar reborns. Not Last Airbender Avatar, but, like, the fucking blue Avatar oh, people reborns. less interested. Um, you less can interested. Get... <laughs> You're like, Baby Aang? Maybe. <laughs> you can get preemie ones, vampire ones, werewolf ones, miniature ones that are, like, an inch long. If you can dream it, you can buy it on eBay for $200. <laughs> So, like, that's creation and collecting. But the other portion of it is why. <laughs> like, why do people collect these dolls? Like, what is, what's the thing here? Yeah. And then for starters, like, why does anyone like anything? And, you know, like, why do people collect normal porcelain dolls? Mm-hmm. Like, how is that any weirder? Or, like, baseball cards or stamps that you don't use. Like, how is this any weirder than that? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's weirder than that, but, you know, just for yeah. argument's sake. 
I mean, I don't understand collecting anything, mm-hmm. so that's just me. You but there crystals. Is, I have a, a couple crystals, <laughs> and they have a purpose. <laughs> you don't do spells with these newborn babies. <laughs> but there's definitely a social and emotional element to this type of collecting that has been controversial to an extent since they rose to prominence. Some women report that they are able to bond with these dolls and gain comfort from them as if they were real children. The other kind of flip side of this is that a lot of women online have recounted their own stories of either infertility or miscarriages Mm -hmm. and pointed to that as a reason for their collections. And I say women here as a catch-all not to ignore other people who collect, but to indicate that the overwhelming majority, meaning I have not seen anyone else, of collectors are grown women. Mm Mm-hmm. Specifically grown women, not necessarily children. Like, there are teens and tweens on YouTube that have them, and I'm sure people have bought them for their children. But the kind of cult of personality that's grown up around this Mm -hmm. phenomenon is grown women. Interesting. Um, Now, the reason that I know all of this stuff, and that you can know it too, is due to what we talked about at the beginning of this segment, YouTube. Um, YouTube, along with Facebook and every other kind of thing that goes with it, there is a huge growing community on YouTube of people who collect and chronicle their experiences with reborn babies. And honestly, this is the place where it actually starts getting a little weird. Like, everything up until this point, it's like, fine, 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 yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> buy an expensive doll if you want it. Yeah. So, like, in a lot of this, these videos, like I was saying before, it is genuinely hard to tell whether or not the women are collecting dolls, role-playing with them, or actually convinced that they're babies. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm missing something, like I might be, but it is, it's a little unnerving. And there are hundreds of unboxing videos that include birth certificates, you know, wrapped presents filled with clothes and toys and accessories, and like, you know, they'll spend hours like unwrapping each individual piece of clothing and all that kind of stuff and like getting their nurseries ready. Like, you know, they'll include diapers in bulk, meaning that they're changing them on a regular basis. Yeah. Like... You know, the same way that you would a real child. Like, there are day-in-the-life videos featuring outings, childcare, and even, like, women making noises pretending to be the babies from behind the screen. Um, like, moving their limbs around a little bit to pretend like they're reaching for something or moving mm-hmm. or alive. You know, and recounting their days filled with, like, clearly fake examples of their activities throughout the day. of Like, oh, like, you know, like, Hunter was being so fussy this morning. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, he kept, like, knocking his plate over. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I just, it's, and, like, and then on the other hand, it's, like, they'll be talking about their, like, make and model and, like, getting them refurbished and yeah. stuff like that. So it's, it's this crazy, just, like, I don't mean crazy in a negative way. It's just this wild kind of, it's this wild kind of mentality yeah. surrounding it that I don't understand. Yeah. And I think, like, earlier you said, like, it's a whiplash effect. That's it's a whiplash, what it seems like it sure. is, is. You're like, oh, you collect a doll. Oh, it's a live baby. Oh, it's a doll for you. Like, it, it's... Yeah, and I almost would understand more if it's, like, it's always a coping mechanism and you're, like, going in and out of a role play. Like, I kind of get that, but I don't know. And then there are even women who are, as they refer to it, reborn pregnant, and they buy fake pregnancy bumps and... They wait for their newborn to arrive and, like, talk about their symptoms and cravings and, like, chronicle their pregnancy. And, you know, some of them have full ho- full rooms in their houses defined as nurseries and, like, fill it up with cribs and furniture. And, you know, like, it's, like, do what you want, but, like, why, why, why is this happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, <sighs> 
So it seems like there's a huge amount of not only financial, but emotional and time investment happening. Yeah. Always Mm -hmm. here. Um, And that is something that I find a little bit troubling of like, is this a healthy engagement with an activity and a hobby? Mm -hmm. Is it a hobby? Is that something that it can be defined as? Um, And so then furthermore, it seems like the vast majority of people watching these videos are grown or middle-aged women who either have dolls or want dolls. So it's not like this is a role play that's being done for children, with children, specifically in a psychological context, like specifically as a coping mechanism situation. It's Mm -hmm. not clinical. It's like clearly a social element of people who are engaging with this because they want to and because it feels good to them to do that. Um, And so... That feels, like, less purposeful than some of the other reasons we discussed of, like, some people use it for this and that. And I'm like, okay, fine, but, like, that's, this doesn't exist in a vacuum Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, now it's a community. It's, like, a fully-fledged community. Um, And if you want to see examples of what I'm describing, I would recommend watching Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Maple's videos. She's pretty much the Elvis of the reborn baby community. <laughs> She's like the rock star of the reborn baby community. She's like the most famous one. Um, she's a little unorthodox because she's actually a teenager. Mm-hmm. So she's one of the only ones who is not an older woman. Um, but I wonder if that's, uh, that is why she's mm-hmm. more popular on YouTube. But her videos do all of the stuff that I'm talking about. And you have to see it to believe it. <laughs> Just trust me on that. Oh um... So I think the thing that I've been struggling with this whole time and as I was researching is why am I horrified by this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What is there to be horrified of? And I think the reason why I'm freaking out about this is because I'm confused. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how I feel about this. And it's like when we talked about GSA Mm -hmm. and everything in my body was like, nope. And that really excludes the human element in this situation. Like people are actually suffering, suffering from GSA. People are actually truly excited to be engaging and happy to be engaging with reborn babies. And they're real people. And and then furthermore, some people are using it to heal from trauma, you know, or devastating infertility. And I am in no way bashing or, like, judging those people or anyone, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because I firmly believe everyone should do what's right for them as long as you're not hurting other people. However, like I was saying, it's a community that now exists unto itself, and it seems to be very hesitant to be, like, looking out for its member's stability. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like it's really putting down rules that are looking out for, you know, like, how's everyone doing with this? Yeah. (laughs) Is everybody okay? Like, is everything We all know these are dolls. Like, we all know these are dolls, right? Um, And then the other reason I'm horrified... I think we all find this a little unnerving, is because of something called the Uncanny Valley Effect, which I learned about, which is crazy. It is. Basically, the theory is that as non-human things become more and more human-looking, like dolls or robots or stuffed animals, you know, or stuffed dolls or, you know, stuff, like dolls or robots, we like them more and more and more and have more empathy for them until a certain threshold is passed. And once we pass that certain point we're suddenly, like, completely repulsed by them. Yeah. And we can't deal with it. And we totally freak out. So maybe it's just that simple. Like, they're too real. Mm -hmm. It's too real. I can't deal with it. Um, And other people's thresholds are higher. Yeah. And they're still experiencing that extreme empathy. So it's just a matter of whether you experience that empathy up to a certain point 
and then everyone else who's not in the movement doesn't get it because they're like, nope, I passed the Uncanny Valley fact. Like, it's freaking <laughs> me out. I hate it. Can't do it. But then I'm also troubled by the implications of, you know, perhaps someone faking a pregnancy and then a stillbirth and using that for national media attention and exploitation, which is an actual thing that happens. Wait, really? Yes. Holy shit. Um, And, like, obviously not everyone's going to do that. Like, yeah. of course not. Like, most people are just super harmless, if not, like a little sad and awfully (laughs) strange like and as a human being I'm scared of the things that I don't understand in others so really I'm just horrified by myself (laughs) and my lack of empathy and understanding for others but what else is new so yeah I'm confused I'm half horrified I want to know what everybody else thinks yeah how do you feel about it well I feel like like I think an important part of this is that like you found it, and I think a lot of people find this community through YouTube, mm-hmm. and, like, as soon as you're on YouTube, there's a performative aspect. Yeah. And there's, like, a crowd encouraging your behavior, or, like, discur- you know, whatever. Right. Like, there's a voice of a crowd in the content that you are creating. And so, like, I think, like, if there's a person with, like, you know... dealing with trauma or using it as a coping mechanism, but then all of a sudden it's, like, also I have to ramp up performance to get more views, because also more views are good, like... Yeah. I do think that's, like, that's, like, a shitstorm waiting to happen in a lot of ways. Whereas, like, if these people were, like, we meet once a month with our baby dolls and we chat all together with our baby dolls and then I go back home and I do what I want to do for the rest of the month, like, that feels less dangerous to me than, like... I want these clicks and likes and subscribes, so, like, not only do I have a reborn baby, I'm having a reborn pregnancy, and right. then I'm having, like, this and that, and... I feel like I'm kink-shaming in a way, even though this is not sexual. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm, you know, being a dick about stuff that I'm not involved in, and I don't want to just be the kind of person who's like, that's weird, because I do weird stuff. Yeah. We talked about pimple-popping videos before. That's true. But it's also, like, it's, like, remember when I talked about bad celebrity tattoos, and I was, like, tattoo anything you want anywhere you want. But this I is don't our like podcast, yeah. and we're gonna judge it. You know what? That's it. That's you know, what we're at. Like, that's the, that's the encompassing thing of, like, oh, and I think this podcast is nothing but a collection of things that make us go, oh, things that make you go, ooh. Yep. And we are honored to bring you that every <laughs> single week. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for thank just you for listening to it. For listening to the <laughs> And now we have our opening sound cue. Oh good. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm relieved. <sighs> so I'm exhausted. Yeah. But uh until the next time when we have something even worse to tell you people, I hope we don't. We probably will. We hope you stay horrified. Stay horrified. Thank you.